0: Greetings, folks. I'm Jacob Waisaki and this is Expo Expose, a podcast centered around interviewing strangers about the things they adore. Come traverse the great exhibition halls of Southern California with me and my producer, Matt Apodaca. Together, let's be curious. up, everyone? Welcome to Expo Exposé, a podcast exploring unique exhibitions and the people who attend them. I'm Jacob Isaki, and today we are at Anime Impulse, back here in beautiful Pomona, California. The snow-capped mountains are hidden by gray skies, but they're still saying hello. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Say hi to the mountains, Matt. Hello, hi. mountains. It's a rainy day here at Anime Impulse, but we are excited nonetheless. Anime Impulse. Celebrates all aspects of the anime world, manga, animation, voiceover, video games, cosplay, something called VTubers, which I'm sure we'll learn about, and everything in between. This convention is spread out over a whopping three exhibitions hall. We've got a vendor hall, an experience hall, artist alley. Just a little bit of context. Our reptile episode, that was one hall. So we're tripling up, and that doesn't even cover the whole thing. As if that wasn't enough, our tickets for today also get us into some expos that are being co-hosted alongside Anime Impulse. We're getting access to Sneaker Con, a sneaker convention. We get access to the Chinese Foods Showcase, which is a pre-packaged snack event. K-Play Fest, the first-ever fan-hosted K-Pop festival by fans, for fans, and much, much more. Today's going to be massive. I can hardly contain myself. It can't be contained. It can't be contained. I'm walking in curious and I'm leaving in a weeboo. But before we get to the field, I've got a special guest back in the studio. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Cool. Guys, I'm really excited to be interviewing this guest before we get onto the field. I've got... The king of Comic-Con himself, Mr. Kasim G.
1: Wow. Wow. They're going crazy,
0: dude.
1: I I can hear them. Yeah, thank you. So nice for you to um, uh, ask me to do this. I I would love to be able to impart any sort of knowledge that I have um, gleaned from the last 12 years of going to conventions and, and help you in any way that I can.
0: I mean, just to put a little bit of context, like you kind of are my internet daddy in a way. When I was a a yeah. young lad in an up and coming sketch group, you, you swooped us up and you showed us the beautiful world of online digital media. And, uh, can't thank you enough for such a beautiful exposure point.
1: Well, I appreciate the kind words and, and, uh, all you I mean, you you guys were just obviously one of the funniest sketch groups, and I was such a fan. And um, you guys did me a favor of allowing me to be around you. So thank you.
0: Of course, but no better person to go to for advice than my internet papa. Um, yeah. I mean, like we said, you've been to several Comic Cons, anime conventions. You're you're yeah. well versed in the world of, of mic to mouth. Mm-hmm. And I just need a little bit of help because. Uh, you know, I got a pretty shallow pool of knowledge when it comes to the anime world. I watched Dragon Ball Z growing up, uh, you know, and I was into it. I was, I was doing some deep Googles for some leaked super saiyan nine images. You know, I was trying to figure out what, what was next. Uh, I'll get toasted and thrown on an anime fight compilation, but I really don't know the, the broader world. And I would hate to walk into the world being ignorant, being disrespectful and it's important to me that I can go in and, and really learn what it means to be an anime fan.:
1: Uh, great. I, I have no idea how to be an anime fan, but I can tell you what what I did when I walked into a convention filled with anime folks, because I had a lot of questions myself. You know, this, it, it's, a, it's a world in its own, and there are, um, there are different rules when you walk into an anime convention. And I don't really watch a lot of anime. I have watched anime. My girlfriend's been really nice and she's been able to sort of like wade me into the shallows of of anime. And I have a newfound respect for anime. If the one thing I would say is you go to these conventions, you're not going to know, you might know one out of like every 20 cosplayer, like whatever the character is. I didn't know any. But if you ask them, hey, who are you dressed up as? All they want to do is talk to you and tell you about it, you know, because sometimes dress is super obscure things and they want people to like notice. And if they don't, they want to talk about it. And so um, instead of playing the like, are you the guy? Just ask them, you know, and like they I think most people that watch anime understand that the mainstream doesn't get it. And that's part of why people love anime so much because when you're around other anime folks, you're part of this community, right? And and you guys all are in the secret that not like your parents don't know about or care about, and so um, they like being around other folks that are like minded, and then but they like to share it with people that are open to it, and so you just go in with an open mind and like, why do you like that character? Why do you like that anime? There's uh, that's like the one thing. They love, you know. So you're,
0: you're saying kind of like a way to maybe like strip some of my biases or like to move amongst them. The best way is to just be curious. Be curious.
1: Why do you There's- love
0: this thing that you love? Yes.
2: Tell because me why it's, it's so
1: weird. There's so many things that anime just has so many weird and it's like cultural, the art style's different Think especially things in Japan. Like everything is just different. And so they like how it's different. So if you're curious about what they like, I think that would be the best way to approach it. You know, obviously compliment the people that are putting in a lot of effort in the cosplays. Um, a lot of work goes into these, you know, but, and you will inevitably see somebody dressed up in a Spider-Man costume. There's always somebody dressed up in a Spider-Man and they it's don't It's just gonna happen. It's just gonna happen and um, just be prepared for that.
0: I think what I'm learning is that I'm not going to go in and figure this thing out. No. But what I can do is go in
1: and celebrate the hell out of people who love the hell out of something. Absolutely. Get swept up in it. You know, you are want to get be-
0: lost. I want to get lost in it. I want to walk away going like, damn, that person makes me want to watch One Piece. Or this guy got my goat and I got to watch that anime about the basketball show. Or like, maybe yeah. I should tune into this VTuber. You know, almost At- like a convert me attitude
1: that's exactly what happened to me when i came out of anime expo i binged the entire series of initial d and i and i realized that there is an anime for everyone because i didn't i thought all anime was was um people with powers you know flying through the air and no it turns out like if you like cars there's an anime all about drifting and cars and a guy that has no powers and all he does is just drive a car really well
0: as we wrap this up uh Is there any sort of taboos that
1: I should avoid or any sort of vibe killers as I enter this space? I think as long as you just don't make fun of anything, you're going to be golden because there's like because that idea of like making fun of somebody's like, uh, you know, and we've all done it at some point. But like the idea of making fun of somebody's hobby that they're not forcing upon you that you're entering, you're entering their world is like it's. You know, there's, that's just not cool. It's, it's going tired. Crazy. It's, oh, we left that in middle school. Yeah. Absolutely. There's anime for everyone. My girlfriend wow. loves anime. She's, you know, I have a Crunchyroll account now, thanks to her. And so um, you'd be surprised how many people go to anime conventions. They're everywhere. Weebs are everywhere. They're, even your next door neighbor could be a weeb. And Who it's, knows? And, Maybe I'll leave a little bit more of a weeboo, you know? I, I hope so. I hope you leave a weeb. And i hope you meet a waifu and you know i think they're yeah i didn't even think about that Cass. think about it i didn't even think about the waifus the waifu potentiality it's absolutely there all you got to do is reach out and grab it
0: i'm going to be asking a lot of people on the field this and i want to leave our
1: interview with this question
0: sure if you could be a character from anime any anime what character would you be
1: well like i mentioned earlier um takumi from initial d he's the main character from initial d He's a driver. He's a driver's driver. And um, he earned the respect of street racers uh, everywhere because of his skill and his ability to to charge a downhill. Is he like the one
0: that. that learned the mountain because he delivered goods? Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Jake, you're there, dude. You already had, you know everything. You're there. You're ready. Dude, thank you. This is so why you talked to Papa. Dude, you're ready, man. They're going to be so happy to see you. Thank you so much, Kassim.
0: We're looking at a massive day today, folks. It's almost overwhelming. Um, But before we get into the thick of it, I want to talk a little bit about my expectations. I think my eyeballs are going to bleed from joy. I think there's gonna be so much to see today. I think we're gonna see a lot of excitement. We're gonna be see we're gonna see people who feel comfortable in an environment where being yourself feels celebrated. I think we're gonna see a lot <laughs> I think we're gonna see a lot of breasts. I think it's inevitable. And that feels like the nicest way that I can say that without getting in trouble. I think we're gonna see a lot of breasts, and that's thumbs up and good for them. I think we're gonna see a lot of like I think we're going to see a lot of peacocking a lot of people just sort of like maybe they don't get an opportunity to let their feathers floral and they're going to let them floral i think we're going to see toys i think we're going to see like a lot of goods and wares and a lot of stuff that you didn't realize could be a pillow you know Mm. and i think we're going to see a lot of stuff that i've i think ultimately i might feel a little out of touch but that's exciting because it means that there's there's room to learn all right, folks. We're out on the field. It's it's vibrant. It's alive. It's buzzing. People are overcoming the rain. The floors are wet, but once everybody gets inside, they they shake the drops of dew off, and then they uh, they adhere a thick smile on their face. Um, good ratio of cosplayer versus non-cosplayer. Uh, I'd say the initial vibe, lovely, uh, excited. We're I think we're on the earlier side. People are just starting to roll in. People probably wanted to get here a little earlier, but the rain stopped them. Almost out, dude. Absolutely eat shit. Um, I'm excited to talk to some people and let's get to it, huh? How are you feeling at the Anime Convention today?
3: Um, what is hell in a bad way. So, you know how it be It's tough like everybody's
0: so stoked to be here, but everybody's like Drenched and cold, yeah. and we're trying our best, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's really exciting, especially because like this is my first con technically since 2020. So just seeing all of the excitement in person again is amazing. How so. does it feel to be back? Um, awesome. I was actually Lady Dimitrescu last weekend at Anime Los Angeles. So I'm just happy to like be not six foot nine uh, with everyone.
0: <laughs> uh, how do you feel when you cosplay?
3: Amazing. It's the most liberating experience. Um, I've been doing it since 2008. It's just, it's really allowing yourself to be in another role. And yeah, it's awesome.
0: Uh, you're not in cosplay right now. How no. different of an, of an of an experience it is being, you know, in your civvies, your yeah. civilian clothes versus your cosplay.
3: Um, wildly different. Um, again, last weekend when I was Lady D, I like could not move anywhere in the vendors Hall to the point where I actually just had to leave. Where today, I'm just like, I'm just a normal guy just walking around, and this is great, so...
0: <laughs> you are just straight chilling. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, the straight Saturday vibing. It's great.
0: Uh, is there anything here you're here
4: for specifically, no. or just the general vibe? Just the general vibe. I don't really go to these cons anymore to. Oh, thank you. Uh, I don't really go to these cons anymore to like buy stuff anymore. Cause like since I go to these so often, I just go for the vibe, hang out with friends, and just show off cosplay.
0: Cool. And you have a lot of friends that come to these with you?
4: Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, That's great, man. It's cool to have a sense of community. And just for the listeners at home, somebody walked up and complimented my boy and went away, and that's got to feel great. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us who you're dressed as today? Sino from Genshin Impact. Uh, it's really amazing, man. And about how long did the costume take? Um, everything all told, a little over a month for the entire outfit. Uh, Just to kind of describe it, we're talking full claws, about eight times bigger than a normal human hand, and a really cool sort of Anubis head right here. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel being in cosplay?
5: I feel great, but uh, it's pretty cold outside and raining, so I'm kind of freezing right now. But, you know, do it for the art, do it for the cosplay. (laughs) Totally. I'm wearing
0: shorts, and I was like, oh, I messed up, and you're shirtless, so I I, I feel your pain, my man. (laughs) Um, What excites you the most about coming to a con like this in costume?
5: Just uh, being able to be like among other fans, being able to get excited over our favorite shows and series, and kind of feeling like that sense of community. That's what I love about it the most.
0: Is this your first time dressing up in cosplay?
5: Oh, no. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. What was your first cosplay costume? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I think it was um, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. I think, yeah.
0: I'm being ignored. Casson said that I would find a Spider Man, and there he is. Spider Man! Spider Man! Have a great day, Spidey. Man. Why don't you tell us who you're dressed up as? Pochita. From what? Chainsaw Man. Uh, and uh, how do you feel being dressed like this right now? I feel very cute. A little kawaii. Yeah, a little kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us, start off by telling us who you're dressed as?
6: Oh, I'm Bowsette um, from Nintendo. From Nintendo? From Nintendo. <laughs> 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 from Mario, you know, Bowser, Bowsette.
0: Um, how do you feel in costume today?
6: I feel pretty good right now. I feel nice. I feel pretty. I feel happy. Yeah.
0: Um, is there anything you're looking like any expectations you're, you're trying to get out of today or are you just here to soak up the vibes?
6: Um, I want to have fun with my friends for sure. And like get some good pictures probably. Yeah. Why
0: don't you tell us who you're dressed as?
6: So I'm Foxy from Lady uh, Virgin Princess.
0: Uh, and how do you feel when you're dressed in cosplay?
6: I feel pretty
3: cool. Way, way cooler than I do outside of cosplay.
0: Uh, do you feel like you interact with anime like in your day-to-day life?
3: Yeah, I would say I do, especially because um, I dress alternative a lot. So people are like, oh, you watch anime, don't you? And I'm like, damn, yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> oh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll catch you?
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> they will.
0: <laughs> the thing that I'm noticing about this con is that people who cosplay sort of have a gravitational pull from the other people that are here, but especially amongst other cosplayers and so you'll quickly see one cosplayer walk up to another cosplayer. They chat. Then two other cosplayers come up. Are they from the same universe? Maybe. And then all of a sudden, there's just eight cosplayers hanging. And then it's a whole scene. It's a tableau. We're taking pics. We're being naughty. We're having fun.
7: Why don't you tell us who you're dressed as today? Um, I'm Inosuke from Demon Slayer. How does it feel to be in costume? It feels really good. Um, I really wish I wasn't... I feel a little bloated today. I don't feel like Inosuke. He's a little buffer than I am, but I think it's still kind of cool.
0: Allow me to compliment you. You're looking, you're looking fucking shredded right now, my dude. No, G- you,
7: you look better than I do. Oh, stop. stop both stop, of stop. you. Both of you. Thanks, man. What got you into anime? Um, So I used to be homeless for like years. Like I just got my place like a couple months ago.
0: Congratulations. And
7: uh, Thank you. I used to sleep in the mountains a lot, and there's no like reception in the mountains. So I would get like manga, and I would go up to the mountains and just sleep there and just keep rereading the manga. And uh, that kind of just started... Then I realized anime was a thing, like, after I... Because I figured out what manga was first. And then I thought... And then I realized, oh, they make adaptations of this. And I was like, man, and then... So I've been into it since I was, like, little.
0: Uh, do you dress up in cosplay
7: often? Uh, I just started. I just started. Um, someone convinced me to show my body, so... Now I'm starting to do it.
0: Well, that's a... It's a, it's a bold thing to do. You look great, my friend. Oh, thank you. You guys do... I'm going to do my best to describe this. It's a Mario meetup. We've got Peach. We've got Daisy. We've got Toad. We've got Rosalina. And then I have to assume it's sort of like a lady Toad dressed in white. And they're just all hanging out and they get to be friends and they didn't know each other. But now they know each other. And they've dispersed. And they're gone. They're yeah. like, like that in the wind. Mamma mia. Anime Impulse was home to several different exhibition halls. We decided to take a stroll and see what was up. We've continued to hustle through the many exhibition halls, and now currently we're at K-Play Fest, the K-Pop Festival for fans, by fans. Vibes are immaculate. And again, it's a lot of carryover. Everybody's doing everything today. You know, everything's one hall away, so separate, but the same. First thing we see as soon as we get to the K-Play Fest... Uh, Just a giant dance party. They know the words. They know the dances. Oh. It seems like it might be like a kind of a game where it's like if you know the artist and you know the dance, you get to go onto the dance floor and you get to have fun. And boy, are they having fun. It's like a Mexican restaurant in here. Hard to be sad.
8: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect.
0: We've entered a new domain and I... Don't want to sound too judgmental, but this is the first time I've sort of asked myself, what is this? (laughs) Um, We've entered what is the artist's zone. So it's a lot of like fan-made art. It's nothing official. You know, it's all like technically it's all seems like a little bootleg. It's just kind of making me wonder, what is this? Are people making a lot of cash? For a lot of money to be made here. We're talking $5 prints, no prices, everybody. What is this part? <laughs> I mean, the vibes are still so good. I'm just sort of like. These are not, this, no, nobody's corporate here. While we were in Artist Alley, we spoke to an independent seller. Why don't you start off by telling your name and the name of your booth?
8: Uh, my name is Mike Rodriguez, and the name of my book is Mike Rodriguez Graphics. Very cool. So do you draw all of these? I do, actually, yeah. All by well, by hand, but on, on a tablet, yeah.
0: Um, what kind of dictates the market for what you draw?
8: Oh, man. Um, basically, uh, yeah. well, a mixture of what I like and then what other people like as well. It's like try to flirt with that line. Do you feel like
0: there's like a percentage, or you really try and go for that 50-50 split?
8: I'm, I am It's try as hard as I can to get that 50-50 split, (laughs) because most of the time I want most of these for myself, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Are you a big anime fan yourself?
8: I am, yeah, definitely uh, anime and then pop culture, like Disney and stuff like that, too. Yeah.
0: Do you cosplay at all? Uh,
8: I used to before I started actually, like, doing the booth, because it's kind of hard to do both. But, yeah, I used to. Um, Like, at my my first anime expo, I did cosplay each day, but not as much anymore.
0: Um, How do you feel about being, like, in the community of anime? As an artist,
8: oh, very comfortable. I love it here. Like, yeah, just this is my happy place.
0: <laughs> Was it a, a tough thing to get started or like break into?
8: Uh, yeah, kind of. what took a lot of research to figure out like what, like, like how many items I would need to start off with, and like just researching the different events, everything like that. takes Took a little bit of research.
0: Very cool, man. Well, yeah. you got a great booth that really caught our eye. Thanks for chatting with
8: us. Hey, right, thank you,
0: guys. There's so much cool stuff going on. There's just people. People are really trying to just fill every moment with, like, fun and silliness and whimsy. There are people walking around with, like, a voting thing where they had Hot Pot versus KBBQ, and there was numbers, and you could flip the number. It's just fun stuff. It's loaded wall to wall. Costumes and commerce go hand in hand. We talk to a vendor and a customer. We've approached what I can only describe as a weapon kiosk, there are batterings, there are curved knives, there are, a, I have to assume that most of these knives are a little illegal, and they're also just like straight up Dragon Balls, which is really cool, kind of a polyethylene plastic with the little stars in the middle of the genie lamp. Sort certainly
9: the most dangerous weapon here, actually.
0: Matt wants me to say that no. the Dragon Balls are <laughs> the most dangerous weapon here. And I, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to argue. Um, fuck, how much do you think a sword is? Are you working the sword booth, yeah, my yeah, man? Me. Uh, what's the general like, what's your kind of your top tier price on a sword and your bottom
9: tier? So, okay, So top tier, these are carbon steel. So these would be all the hand forged stuff. So all the like, battle-ready, full-tang blades.
0: Can you speak on what it means to be battle-ready a little bit?
9: Um, it just means edged, really. That's that's the fun term for it. I mean, so it, essentially cause, sh- cause most, it's sharp. Correct. Because most of the stainless steel ones I sell, they're just display only. So just a little burr, but not much of an edge at all. But 100 bucks for stainless, that's the low end. Okay. And then about probably 450 for the top like carbon steel sword that I have.
0: Amazing. So,
9: so there's yeah, it's a a, uh, range. A, a fair, range. Yeah, a fair yeah. range.
0: What would you say is like, are most people at the con coming in and they're getting their first sword, or are they getting their fifth sword? You know what I mean? Well,
9: it all depends. But I see a lot of people because we're at Frankensons. so we're in City of Industry. So a lot of these people are our local customers we've already had for a long time. So, but yeah, I still get the people that are like, hey, I'm 18 now. And they I, bring their I finally get my sword. How excited! That, that, that. How
0: exciting! Do you have a favorite sword?
9: Um, yes.
0: Let's I point around. Okay, so my man's pulling off the wall, just a pure gold, beautifully wrapped. What kind of sword
9: is this? Um, it's just going to be an, just an OG, like samurai sword. But I just like that it's it's all oh, anodized so he, rose yeah, gold. He,
0: wow, so there's sort of like a gold inlay, like almost like a guitar fretboard.
9: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. How much is that group. running? This 450 so that's the top.
0: Make that money, son. <laughs> Make that money, bro. Hey, we appreciate the education. Thank you, Hope man. you have fun today. Good nice luck. Nice talking to you guys. Uh, well, right now, we're scoping a booth called Low-Key, and it's got quite a big queue. We're just kind of creepily going to stake out and see if we can talk to somebody leaving the booth to see what the experience was. Out of curiosity, what was that thing that you're waiting in line for? Oh, uh, it's a brand. This brand that you see here? Okay, cool. Basically. So it's just like a T-shirt brand? Yeah. Great. And did you cop,
8: some sh- you cop a shirt? Hell, yeah. A couple, couple of shirts. Uh, 2B from Nira nice. Namada. Cool. As uh, no right? Steph, you know, Pro Killic.
0: look at
6: that beautiful hair.
4: Yeah. Oh, and they got big boy sizes. That's awesome.
8: Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. But the thing about it is you said it's like limited sock. It's like first come, first serve. They only have like weekly. Every week they have a new design, but they always bring all the signs back like uh, like at cons.
0: Very cool. How long did you wait in that line?
8: Like 40 minutes.
0: Was that why you came here today? Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Was to cop a shirt?
8: Yeah, a couple, couple of shirts.
0: What else are you excited about today?
8: Um... I guess just to see what what else uh, any booth will take my money. <laughs> Whatever comes <laughs> my entry, I'll be like, all right, credit card. We don't speak about it. We'll pay you later. We Maybe don't like,
0: speak about uh, it. Yeah. We spent a lot of time looking for Dorothy, the security guard from our reptile expo. Well, folks, I to, spoiler alert: we're looking for Dorothy. We're looking for our uh, our friendly little lady who told us about the haunted hall. We're we're back at her hall. We've sort of departed from the major anime vibes, but there's a woman dancing with a sword. And let's all let's just say I'm listening. <laughs> um, but we're in desperate search for our gal Dorothy. May she be found. Oh, who's that over there? Nope. Dorothy. So I just uh, talked to one of the security guards and asked if Dorothy was here. She said she hasn't been on the radio all day. Ghostly. <coughs> Me and Matt got duped. <laughs> we got duped hard. There was a sample, a sampleman. Oh, for sure, man. Big table coming through. Uh, we got duped. There was, uh, there was a sampleman, and we tried a sample of his beef, and it was pretty spicy, pretty nuclearly spicy. We're both kind of choking through it. Tasty, but no heat warning whatsoever. No,
2: that's the t- and it's the heat level that you would typically warn somebody about. You want to
0: try some of these noodles? Oh, yeah. Hello. Sounds delicious. Me and Matt are about to try some sesame oil noodles. They're cooked for one minute. Is that what she said? <laughs> I think it's like, that's how you, I think she was saying like, if you cook it for one minute, you, that's how you like heat up the oil. I see. I don't think it's the noodles. Really fun fork. Yeah. This is fun. Oh, yeah. Just having a little snack. What do you think, Matt?
2: I think it's pretty good. I'm loving it. Bada out, bada a, bada. out of 10? I, I, that was a 10 to me. I loved it.
0: Damn, I'm giving it a four. Oh. <laughs> it was good. Nothing to write home about. There's more. More samples. We're, we did not want to come here, and I think we're learning that we did. We So we moved to a different area, right?
10: Yeah.
0: And we moved to a different area to find our friend Dorothy. Yes. And we haven't found her, but we have stumbled upon some treats, but we're still looking for Dorothy. And as we have not been able to find her, I'm reminded that she told us that this hall was haunted. Mm. And maybe Dorothy was the ghost all along. Something to think about. Do you want to talk a little bit about the food that we had today? Yeah, we had this delicious, delicious Korean fried chicken sandwich. And I have to say the hot dog on the stick was closed, so we weren't allowed to review it again. We looked. And it was closed, so we decided to go out. A lot of amazing food options at today's expo. Hey, do you think we should change the name of the podcast to Convention Confessional? Kind of a tough change.
2: Two in when we've been telling people on mic what it's called expo expose
0: Yeah, but I just thought of that right now convention conventional, conventional. is good too. Convention conventional convention con- con- confessional. confessional convention confessional can see we'll think about the branding in a minute Yeah, but this this expo had a lot of food I mean, and, and it was all sort of Asian fare. We had some skewer options, a lot of boba tea options. A lot of dumplings. Dumplings, bao, uh, big bun, pork buns, chicken. And I saw a noodle or two. A noodle or two. And we we went with a big old chicken sando. Because
2: I, th- I think all it took was seeing one person with it and being like, well, we got to get that. And it was bomb as hell. It was really bomb. Way overpriced. Yeah. Tell them the sp- price point. Uh, I think the
0: I think the combo was twenty dollars. Yeah, is that so correct? Fries and a sandwich is twenty bucks. Yeah. I think that's steep even for convention standards.
2: Yeah, and I got a bottle of water. So, you know, I'm three in the pocket now. So
0: twenty three bucks total for lunch. Um maybe earwolf will pick up the tab. Uh save your receipt, babe. <laughs> but I think it was definitely food the food was definitely better than last time. And like a pretty top tier chicken sandwich. I mean, I'm a chicken sandwich kind of guy. Like yeah. I, I I I've hit the Dave's, I've hit the Howland's. I've hit the Ch- the Cluck and Blaze. Mm-hmm. Like I've been been around. Been to Hot Chicko's? Uh, I've been to Hot Chicko's. I've been to Chick, Hot Chick or Chickern. What is his name? <laughs> the 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 announcer guy. Yeah, yeah. Chickern. Chickern. Yeah. yeah, I went to Hot Chickern. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hot hot eggs. I've been to them all. This is a solid
2: fucking piece of chicken. Uh, I guess this is the point of the show, Jacob. Where I'm gonna have to ask
0: you, how many forks given it? <laughs> Well, and of course, this is novel to our show. How many forks? It's how we rate the food that yeah. we eat at the convention. That's right, out of a one to five fork rating. And of course, you can add a tine if you want. Kind of a Dave Portnoy ad where you never give it a flat score. You always got to give it the point something. Yeah, we're this big, big Dave sandwich, Portnoy guys. <laughs> I don't believe with I don't believe anything that he's done, but I believe. I believe in his pizza scale system. Is that problematic? <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like Barstool, but I think the way that he grades pizzas is a good way to grade pizza.
2: I know that he does this. I'm unfamiliar. I uh, we'll I can't be bothered bits. to
0: watch. Oh, God. I just really sold myself out there. Where I'm, like, watching Dave Portnoy every day. but um, <laughs> Every day? Dude, he releases a video every day, and he eats pizza, and he scores it. There. <laughs> <laughs> am i supposed to just stop <laughs> i'm supposed to stop the video that shows up on my youtube every day where a man goes 7.6 and i go okay my day's done the chicken was a 4.3 i think it was probably a 4.3 wow because i gotta go like my my best in the city chicken wise Howland rays that's like easily a four seven, four nine. yeah
2: absolutely absolutely so probably
0: a 4.3 it was worth waiting in line in the rain Oh,
2: what's that other place that you know what I haven't had the gold standard,
0: which I heard is Hattie B's. Oh, I've had Hattie B's. I think Howland Rays is better than Hattie B's. Oh, okay. Um, but I also had Hattie B's in Atlanta. I didn't have it in its original uh location, okay. which I believe is Tennessee. Okay, yeah. Hattie B's is a four four nine, four seven, four okay. seven, four nine, depending like what cooks there on the day. Mm-hmm. Same with Howlin'. It's uh, somewhere like a four five, four seven. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'll have to try it. I've never I've well I'll have to travel and go get it because it's not here keep
0: those receipts
2: yeah um, I'll, yeah, I'll expense it it's for the podcast but
0: what are you rating this chicken sandwich
2: you gave it a 4-3 I think that sounds right that sounds
0: good we've transitioned into the mid-afternoon here and vibes are still electric I think the weather has uh, has affected morale but but limitedly everybody's still gung-ho more people have bought stuff the space is marinated More babas. Seen a lot more babas. Me and Matt are on the look for some boba. We're craving some Thai tea boba. It's just the weather is so tough. It's hard to get out all the foods outside at this expo. And it's raining and it's tough. That guy laughed at me. That fucker (laughs) laughed at me. Don't make fun of me. I'm working.
10: (laughs) I'm
2: working. (laughs) This is my
0: craft. This is my job. This is my art. While looking around the exhibition hall, I ran into an old friend. Uh, everybody, you know, the world surprises you in the most amazing ways. Ran into an old friend Ernesto, we went to elementary school together, he's a South Bay rat just like I am. Now we just started catching up saying hello and then you came and you told us that you are a cosplay photographer, correct?
4: Correct. So how did you fall into the world of cosplay photography? Went to a random, oh I've been going to concerts since I was a kid, but I saw a bunch of photographers, I was like, I want to do that. I wanted to capture moments, you know, at first it was just like me and my friends, but then out of nowhere they're like, hey, you know, college display photography is a thing. I was like, sounds dope, likes to make some movie poster type of stuff and kind of got stuck ever since. Yeah, you just showed us a couple shots on his camera,
0: absolutely impressive. Now kind of what is the etiquette when it comes to photography,
4: what is the etiquette when it comes to taking photos of people who are dressed at cons? definitely ask you always go up to them and ask Um, we have this whole thing cosplay is not consent you definitely just don't go up to somebody and start like touching them hugging them or anything like you always ask for everything but 90% of the time they'll look at you um, and they'll straight up tell you like yes or no Sometimes they're eating. Sometimes they're in a the rush to get to a panel or something. But most of the time, they'll, they'll be cool, especially if it's just a selfie on the on the way. Yeah. Like, they'll they'll definitely stop by. Like, bigger cosplayers, Jessica Negri, stuff like that. We've had it where, like, we'll just be passing by. Quick snapshot on the go, and it's all cool. Now,
0: you had a love for anime, and then you found yourself taking photos of it. Is that correct? Correct. So you kind of, like, asserted yourself into the community through, like, you had, you liked it and then you found, you had a passion and you like morphed these together,
7: right?
4: Yes, definitely. I feel like a lot of people do that in this community. There's a lot of people that try and they get discouraged easily and just stop. I happened to get into a group who kind of like helped me bridge out. Um, if it wasn't for this one little group, like my friend Oliver, I don't think I ever would have gone into all this stuff. I think I would have given up just as quickly, but definitely a lot of people give up just because they, they they don't, they, they can't go up to people. There's just this whole interaction, like, well, we're an intimidating factor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so they can't manage to, like, ask somebody, like, hey, would you like, go out here and shoot? And then when they do, they don't get back the pictures because they see everyone else. And they're like, my pictures aren't as good as that person. And they just, they kind of get discouraged.
0: Yeah. A comparison is the thief of joy.
4: It man. is. And, um, can you make a living doing this? There are a few photographers that definitely do, uh... They, um, they'll charge per shoot and just start growing from there. I have a friend that <laughs> he's now on Hustler Magazine. He started off doing photography just in cosplay. And now he's doing like full-on paid shoots to the point where he could quit his job if he wanted to. Incredible. Have you cosplayed? No. I do make props, though. Okay. So uh, it's another a whole other part of the world. What, what do you think? Why haven't you cosplayed? I like being the photographer. It's dope being, I can't get into character the way other people do, but I definitely love capturing the moment. I love making it seem like you're in that world and bringing that part to life. I don't think, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I just don't feel like I have the, the right motivation to try to get into it. But other than that.
0: For sure. Um, before we dip on the interview, thank you for your time and your energy. But where can people find your photography?
4: Epicness. E.
0: Ness. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> Back to anime, I had to go Banshee mode and ask some of the toughest questions yet. Uh, dub or sub? Pizza versus pasta. Hot dogs versus burgers. Peanut butter versus jelly. But at the anime convention, it's dubs versus subs. For those of you that don't know what sub or dub means, it refers to subtitles or dubbed language in an anime show. Subtitles means you're watching the original language and audio, while dubbing means they've replaced the audio with a new recording of voice actors delivering the lines in your chosen language, often with subtitles available. It's a big controversy. Dub, verse, sub. Which one are you? Let's talk about it.
3: It depends. There are certain series I will sell you on the dub on. Um, For example, like Spy Family, great either way. Full um, so Metal Alchemist was fantastic.
0: I've been asking everybody this: dub or sub.
11: Honestly, I'm a person that like enjoys both. I enjoy both because they're both masterful pieces of work. I love voice acting, and honestly, sub, sub and dub are both great in their own right. I feel like we shouldn't. I, I feel like we should all come together in this community and enjoy sub and dub instead of just being like instead of fighting about it because I think it's a, it's a pointless fight. I think everybody should enjoy listening to what they want to listen to, whether why it be- pick it apart, right? Yeah, why pick it apart?
0: Sub or dub? All right. Don't hate me, but dub. I don't hate you. There's a no judgment policy here.
7: No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying dub is like better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like sub, though. Yeah,
0: it's- we'll leave you this uh, very controversial question. Yeah. Sub or dub, my man?
5: Oh, uh, I, I I watch both. Honestly, there's both. there's enough to appreciate about both. But uh, oh, man. Crazy opinion, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Dude, you're—they're coming for you. Yeah. They're coming for you.
5: Thanks for your time, man. Thank we you. Hope you. Enjoy the rest of the fest. You too. Thank you. If you could
0: be any anime character, who would you be? Would it be the person you're dressed as? Oh, that's
5: a great question. Um, honestly, like I like the world of Pokemon because it's really charming. So I, I'd love to be like Ash because he finally wants something. So Thank like, goodness. Yes, finally. I'd love—I'd love to like just you know be there so I will have lots of adventures. You know, do nothing but hang out with Pokemon. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna ask you a controversial opinion here. Okay. Dub or sub? Ooh, that depends on the anime. Ah,
4: interesting. Can you talk about that a little more? So for me, like uh, Dragon, uh, Dragon Ball, and like original Naruto, not Chaputin. Like I love watching dub, but then like uh, any other anime, I go, I go sub. Cause like I, I grew up, cause I grew up with those. Also, also Yu-Gi-Oh as well. Like dub all the way. So it depends. It just kind of de-
0: it, 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 it all depends, baby. Cosplay is all about self-expression, so we asked people who they'd want to be and got some interesting answers. Uh, if you could be anim- any anime character, who would you be?
3: Oh, um... I'm trying to think of one that doesn't, like, die horribly. Um... um she wants to... You want to live? I would like to live, yeah. Believe it or not. Um... I mean, I feel like I'd be really fun to be in, in, maybe, like, in Demon Slayer. I don't know that I'd want to be, like, say, Tanjiro, because he really goes through it a lot of the time. Maybe, like,
0: a C-tier adjacent?
3: Yeah, maybe, like, an NPC, you know? Like, I'm just kind of there, and I can be like, oh, good job, you know?
0: Now, we know who you're dressed as today, but if you you could be any anime character, is this the anime character you'd be IRL? No, I do not want to be fighting demons in real
3: life. <laughs> who,
0: who would you be I, if you could be any anime character?
5: Mm,
4: that's a toughie. Yeah, I would guess. I honestly don't know. There are a lot of good ones out there. but It's a tough one. and There's a lot to pick from.
0: Last question. If you could be an anime, per, uh, anime character, who would you be?
8: Oh, man. Um, stumping them all day. Yeah, for real. Um, I would say Luffy. From what? From One Piece. Uh, why is that? Yeah, just always so happy. Just love it. We want that jolly vibe, man. Yeah, well, you got exactly. that jolly vibe, dude. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Thank you.
0: And I'll ask the same question to both of you. If you could be any anime character, who would you be? Take oh, your time. I know it's no. tough. Everybody's getting stumped.
3: What? Oh, dude. Um. Uh, I would really love Yor from Spy X Family or Lucy from Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I would take either of those two.
0: Uh, what's attractive about them to you?
3: Everything, but I'm going to say like, not even just physically, but I love their confidence and the fact that they're not just like that useless female character, cough, cough, soccer, you know, just like in the background, <laughs> they do their
6: own things. How about you? Um, I think, I think I would just be, I think I would be Sailor Moon. Just, That's pretty cool. Why yeah. is that? Um, just it's like a big part of my childhood and I just I really love her character. I like her her, her, her personality and her outfits and stuff. I'm just a big fan of her. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And if you could be any anime character, who would you be?
11: Um,
7: let's see. Issei Hyoto. Why is that? Dude. Reasons
4: that I cannot that I cannot say. Oh my Sounds good. God.
0: Interesting. <laughs> why, 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 why is that your reaction?
3: Oh, I, it's the anime. The anime is just like, it's, it's there at the, the plot, the good plot.
0: Okay. I don't know what that guy's answer was, but all I know is that somebody heard it and made the biggest eyes I've yeah. ever seen. And I think it was like maybe the most disgusting, horny answer or something. I think maybe. that was the vibe because it was like the guy looked at us, turned around and was like, bad answer with yeah. his eyes yeah. and then looked back. We couldn't get over the look that that person gave us, so we decided to track them down. Now I want to ask you something a little specific. I just talked to somebody and they gave an answer. I heard. And you, get, you gave a very specific look and I happened to catch it. Could you speak on that at all now? I'll be honest, I'm a little novice when it comes to anime, so I don't know who that person is but do you mind explaining that a little bit? Your look was, I had to, we literally like tracked you down to talk about this look. <laughs>
10: He he said, Issei. When I heard that, I was
11: like, "I know what anime he's talking about." Because
0: is it kind of safe to say it was like a horny answer?
11: Oh yes, in, indeed,
0: yes indeed. The elephant in the room at Anime Impulse was horniness. It was all around us. Um, we're actually gonna we're gonna approach a booth right now. It's a it's a figure booth, figurines. Um, some of them are looking a little devious. If you know what I mean. A little devious, and no? a bit devious, and my good champion Randy. <laughs> so we're passing by Dreamland Maid Cafe. It's a it's a pop up cafe where the women are all dressed as maids. Everybody's getting cakes and teas, and right now it's dance time. There's a little stage. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's got wands and clacking along. It's it's odd, but it's fun. You know, and it's right on that line where it's like, these are mates. Yeah. These are women dressed as mates. Yeah. But we're having fun. We're just drinking tea. Yeah. It's just tea. It's just tea. <laughs> I swear. A sensation that I'm experiencing is like, this is an inherently, a, there is an inherent sexuality to a lot of this. And I want to talk about it, but I'm like nervous. <laughs> I'm like a little <laughs> nervous about it. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, accusatory or anything, but I can't deny the horned energy, but it's all... It feels like I can't... It feels like it's, like... There's, like, a window, and everybody, like, can see through the window, Yeah. but nobody can walk through the glass.
11: It's beautiful. Print dude. it. Print it. <laughs> print it.
0: To speak on the inherent but unspoken horniness of anime, here's Iffy Wadaway.
11: You know, the primary... I think export and popularized animes are what's known as shonen anime, which are animes made for young boys. And then uh, and within that, you know, there's pretty regular archetypes. Your main character who is, you know, trying to be the strongest, trying to get stronger to accomplish a goal, not quite where they need to be to accomplish it, but doing what they can to do that. And then you have your rival character who's usually some kind of uh, horrible bully type asshole who like through their rivalry will eventually learn how to be a better person you have the will they won't they female friend character which you know a lot of times is won't they and ends up becoming friends and then you always always almost always have the pervert character. You have Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Z, Banetta in My Hero Academia. There's just many versions of this hyper-horny character, this pervert character who usually is lusting after uh, the buxom female character. As, you know, anime has grown, very real conversations have started to be had about anime, you know. Even, like, coming down to the portrayal of, of, of black people, the portrayal of women, and, you know, these horny characters. You know, in recent years in online you have a lot of people saying that they're kind of tired of this trope they don't want to see it it's very uh gross and i think you're kind of starting to see the char- that type of character die down in anime and i think also in general anime all of the women are drawn with great butts, big titties, scantily clad clothes one of my favorite uh anime production companies studio trigger uh they they're usually by the end of their animes their character is naked, and they uh, they kind of went on record saying that you know it's because they feel like you know shedding your clothes is like shedding your 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 um, mental walls and a- allowing yourself to be open to um, can we- so they have a huge philosophical reason, but. In, you know, the show Kill a Kill, it is a scantily clad schoolgirl who's like, who like, when it attaches, it pushes her tits together. I think it is also just like, much in the same w- way with any media, you use it as a release. You, lo- you use it as a way to, like, I wish I can be this open with my sexual desires. I wish I can like approach and tell these people who I think is so hot, you know, straight up, you know? But at the end of the day, It it is feeding a lot of different things. And also, you know, the anime, like the huge diehard anime age group, even though like I'm an adult who watches anime, I think we all watch anime. I think like the peak anime age is anywhere from like high school to early college, which just without anime is probably your peak horny years. So I think that is just a, a big pot of jambalaya of horniness. There was one big mystery left unanswered. What the
0: fuck's a VTuber? Do you know what the fuck a VTuber is?
7: Fuck no. My girlfriend, she's into that shit.
0: What the fuck? I mean, I look, I'm older, but I'm not old old, but I yeah. feel old old. What I'm the fuck 30. is it? I'm 32.
4: There we go. What the fuck
3: is it? You tell me.
4: What
0: the fuck's up with VTubers?
3: Bro, I don't fucking know, but like Iron House is hot as hell. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like the only time
3: that I feel like
0: an old man here is when when they are talking about VTubers. I was still so confused by what the fuck VTubers were. I had to check back in with Papa Cassim.
1: Oh, I, I know but I know a VTuber. Yeah, this is a, this is the new thing. Can, can you tell me a little bit about
0: this? Cause that's like the biggest baffling point for me. So what do VTuber, you,
1: I would love to hear what you know of, of what a, a VTuber is. What's your sort of cursory knowledge of my it?
0: point of contact with a VTuber is that it is a virtual YouTuber and yep. it's essentially like a, a way for a person to create content, but they're they're kind of doing it with like a memoji or like a, a like a AI anime filter where it's like a two D caricature, mm-hmm. but it like mo- moves with the mouth
1: and stuff. Absolutely, I mean that's spot on. I think um, there are all kinds of different VTubers. They have the kinds that are just like here's one that's. Um, You know, it it looks like uh, uh, some sort of character right out of an anime and it's got all kinds of like things coming out of it. You've got ones that could just be like a small animal. You've got some that are like full on, like uh, a friend of mine, Code Miko. She's a VTuber on Twitch and she's just like a completely rendered in like Unreal Engine 5, a a figure of um, a a character that she makes and she wears the full bodysuit. And so all her movements are um, being sort of mirrored in the stream and stuff. And yeah, it's like it was it was new to me when I first met her. And and I think uh, now there's like whole categories and a whole bunch of them out there. And to uh, find
0: out that they're they're being piloted in a suit feels really wild. Uh, yeah. Some of them.
1: Yeah, some of them are. And some of them, I think, do the old fashioned just like uh, they use maybe like a a regular camera filter or something. Yeah, totally,
0: totally. And do the people who play the VTubers also garner attention or is it separate?
1: You know, this is a great question. I think this it, it depends on the person. I think some people use it as a way to, like, make sure they're separate from their real life persona, separate from their online persona. Some folks like Code Miko show the behind the scenes. So Code Miko has her is is the character, and then they she has what she calls her um, the operator or the uh, the person behind. She has a name for it, and so there's like a, a character being played, and then the actual puppeteer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it it really differs. It's a you know if this was an option back when we started making videos, I might have gone this route sure. because I hate hate having to show my body on camera yeah you're no one wants to see this
0: yeah yeah you're sensitive about your body and we should find every way to protect that
1: sensitivity i'm learning how to love it though yeah
0: (laughs) well there's a lot of positivity in the anime community there are some elements to fandom that are toxic do you think there's a most toxic fan club or fandom
10: uh no i've been in the anime scene for a little bit and i mean I see everything from, like, you know, racism, sexism, homophobia, full-on neo-Nazism in a lot of different (laughs) aspects, but I think it's just because when something becomes more popular, it tends to attract a wider group of people, and the wider group of people sometimes just brings in more questionable individuals as a whole.
0: And what does the community do? Does the community talk about that? Like, those sort of more oppressive energies that are around?
10: Uh, Some of the community does, but it's just the people who are less, I I don't want to say generic the people who are less in their own kind of bubble about it, try their best to uplift others at this point and make sure that people understand that the people who are saying these terrible things are saying like you can't cosplay this because you're black, you can't cosplay this because you're a man or a woman doesn't mean anything those kinds of comments are worthless in the long run and it's by a bunch of people who feel comfortable behind a screen and are literally doing nothing better with their life
0: Yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me to hear that, but there's been so much positivity here today that I feel like that positivity radiates beyond so much of that. And it's so obvious that there's no place for that
10: here. Absolutely. No, all of the negativity I ever receive is from comments on the Internet. I don't ever get any negativity when I'm at a convention. I get nothing but love and support and people wanted to take pictures. Um, Do you
0: feel like it's... uh like easy to to like find community at places like this?
6: I think it's a little harder for me just because I'm a cosplayer of color, but for the most part, yeah.
0: What are some like difficulties do you feel like you face as a cosplayer of
3: color?
6: Um definitely I've noticed like my friend is a little bit lighter than me. Sometimes when we take pictures together, they will like completely ignore me and like just like completely not talk to me. I've had moments where people for some reason, wouldn't recognize what I was cosplaying or saying I was inaccurate to the character and things like that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it just you can kind of feel a sort of like erasure a little bit.
0: It does not sound great. I'm sorry no. that you feel that way sometimes. What yeah. do you feel like? How do you kind of cheerlead yourself beyond that?
6: Well, I like to connect with other black cosplayers, really, Mm -hmm. and sort of find community there. Um, We started a little Discord server, and we have a little community called the Black Cosplay Collective that we use for that sort of thing.
0: Um, How big is the community, if you don't mind me asking?
6: Um, Right now, it's pretty small. It's only about 30, 40 people, but we're trying to get it bigger as we keep going.
0: Awesome. This is... uh you don't have to answer this because I, I don't want it to seem loaded, but I'm just genuinely curious. What would you say to like a POC who might be like nervous about doing cosplay or like joining into the community of of anime?
6: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just think that they should definitely just do what they like and what looks pretty to them. Always start and try whatever because usually when you start out, there's it, it's really difficult. You don't know what you're doing, but I think especially if you're a person of color, a cosplayer of color, and even more if you're a black cosplayer. It's just, just do what you want to do and feel beautiful in yourself, and I think that's the most important.
0: That rocks. You guys look beautiful and you guys got great energy. Thank you for your time. The anime community is all about lifting each other up and being yourself. What would you say to people who are maybe apprehensive about, like, Going full frontal with their anime fandom, if that makes sense. Like, if people are maybe apprehensive about how people perceive this this
10: this culture. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, whenever something is put in the forefront of culture, and whenever something is seems to gain popularity, a lot of the worst of that fandom will come out in the woodwork first, and people will see things to the more extreme archetypes or whatever it has. So I say honestly, just do it. Just live your life and enjoy it. Keep yourself in check and understand that you might feel like you're being a little bit much, but still enjoy what you're doing and enjoy your time as a whole with whatever you enjoy. You got you only got this life, so just you might as well like what you like and have fun with it.
0: Do you feel like uh, conventions like this, it's easy to sort of find a sense of community?
5: I think it depends. Um, You sort of, you know, you put in positivity and it comes back to you. So it's sort of what you make of it at the end of the day.
0: Do you feel like there can be any like level of kind of mean girlish behavior at these things or like, you know, like difficult points of entry as far as like community and socialization goes?
5: I mean, that can exist. I never personally experienced it myself, but I know like, you know, bullies do exist, you know, kind of that stuff exists. But again, if you're kind of being a positive force, you can, you know, again, you could you take back what you put in. So at the end of the day, it's kind of what you put into it, you kind of make the positive happen when you don't see it.
0: It sounds beautiful. Um to you, what does it mean to be an anime fan?
3: Um to just kind of like enjoy like whatever you want and like not being like afraid about it, you know? Just like having a good time, really.
0: What would you say to somebody who's curious about getting into anime but might be worried about like the perception of being an anime fan?
3: Um I would say just like kind of do some research on like what kind of shows like you're interested already um and just kind of go in and um try not to worry about it too much like if if it's something that you want to watch and you want to enjoy it like there's a whole bunch of other people who are watching and enjoying the thing you're not going to be the only one and if somebody calls you weird for it like I'm sure they're doing weird shit, too, so... Everybody's fucking weird, (laughs) yeah. Everybody's fucking weird, so... Hey, thank you for your time. You've been awesome. Have have fun with your day. Thank
0: you. Uh, What would you say to somebody that might be a little apprehensive about, like, owning their anime fandom because of how it's perceived?
3: Dude, who fucking cares at this point? Cringe is dead. Live your best life. Like, I swear to God, like... Cringe is dead rocks. Yeah, Cringe is fucking dead. Like, again, having been in this since... I've been going to cons since 2006... Like, it's such a wildly different thing. Like, before it was like Star Trek versus anime fans. Now you're doing anime AUs in the Star Trek fandom. Like, everyone is just loving everything, and it's so freeing to love what you love.
0: Hey, everybody. We've uh, successfully made it back to the car. We've traversed the tsunami level storm, and we're putting a close on today's day. Man, what a day! What a day! What do you say? What do you say? What (laughs) do you say? What is there to say? Where do you even start? Where to start? What to say? Today was a day that had every reason to be rotten. There was a lot of people. The weather was not favorable. There were some curveballs along the mix, but it didn't matter. The power of anime overcame every bit of adversity, every bit of bad vibe possible, and it won. It was so cool. The vibes were so great that it beat a bad day come on that's something special we're soaked and we're still happy a lot of people would be so pissed off with wet shoes we're not we're not at all we kind of like it (laughs) but i do have some really bad news difficult news news that's hard to share no waifu (laughs) And you oh, I tried so hard, guys. Every hey, do you want to be my waifu? I'd prefer to not be interviewed. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. Ah. Hi, I'm looking for a waifu. Uh please, it's $40 for an autograph. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm looking for a waifu. That's a cardboard cut out of Goku. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find a wife in these four episodes. You hear it. What? You better believe me. I'm gonna find a wife in one of these episodes We did a lot of hard work today We got We clocked five miles Yeah, yeah Don't think that we're doing This pain-free p- Yeah, loves. I know everyone Mason
7: love. It's a labor love, love
0: Yeah, it's a labor love, love Isn't it? E- it,
2: isn't it, cheeky uh, Everyone thinks This podcasting business Is easy We walked five miles today While we were doing our job People told me no
0: I said, hey, do you want to talk? They said, no, thanks. No. That's hard. That's really hard. Yeah, it's fine. And I didn't find a wife. That's the hardest day of all. We you yeah. didn't fall in love. Well, we got two more episodes. Got two more apps. We're not going to tease them. You just got to tune in and find out. Today was a great day. I'm sure we'll talk more. Well, folks, we're back here in the studio after I've had some time to digest the wonderful Anime Expo. What a blast. And you should go have a blast, too. Dress up be weird, buy a pillow that you're going to fuck, enjoy yourself, be a little different, get freaked out, cringe is dead. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week where I go to the Bart Hall Boat Show. Expo Exposé was produced by me, Jacob Waisaki, Matt Apodaca, and Earwolf. Engineering by Alex Gonzalez and additional support from Jared O'Connell. Thanks for being curious with me.